and another one. Yo, 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 ça passe, ça passe. Welcome to the out. Mbak on est. Yo, yo, we mock it because he's mischievous. Yo, welcome to the Mbak on podcast. Yo, because he is. He's because mis- he's mischievous, dog. Yo, man, dog. You know where you just a troublemaker, dog. He's been a troublemaker. He's been a troublemaker. Yeah, somebody translate that for Andrew real quick. Word. Now say it in Spanish, Hans. Say no in part in Spanish. Why are you blowing up my spot? Oh. Uh, Puerto Rican moms ain't teach me Spanish, bro. You see how he just threw his moms under the bus? I have to throw her under the bus. I ain't gonna throw myself. Damn. Shout out to Miss Esther. Oh, Miss Esther, yo, yo, Miss Esther is a G, blessing. Word up. Yeah, that was that was for you know my Haitian people. All the Haitian peoples, yes. Um, but nah, what up, what up? Welcome to the yeah. <laughs> we're in America, so we're gonna speak English. Um, yeah, welcome to the No Part Podcast. What's poppin', what's poppin'? Podcast. Podcast. Yeah, yo, you out of order, baby. <laughs> Chill. Yeah, this guy just, yo, he had that in the clip. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or was that a freestyle? That was a freestyle? Yo, sometimes you gotta switch it up, man. <laughs> when did that come up? To, come to you, like five seconds before? Or that that nah, was pre meditated. Yo, that was yo. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm gonna switch it up. <laughs> so then the person probably here and be like, oh, this is a sock passe. That's the... <laughs> That's the call. That's so you're probably you... gonna listen to this whole episode just because I said sock basi. Oh man, you are the worst, <laughs> me. Now what's up? What's, what's good, fellas? How's it going? Chilling. It's been a good week. And in, in the royal, the royal colors. No way, man. <laughs> child of <the> king. <laughs> Royalty, that purple. I walk the streets with yeah. my head high, baby. <laughs> Yeah. That's that filthy voice, baby. Filthy voice. Baby. Yeah, baby. You already know, baby. <laughs> we, got, we got Ralph. He just hopped off the yacht. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Probably caught. How many Marlins you caught? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Yo. Hopped off the yacht. Yacht Master P. <laughs> we, got, we got Mike looking looking yeah. spiffy as usual. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what you want to say. Many, how many tags you popped today, brother? <laughs> you know what you want to say, how I look. But you, but you know this show is PG-13. Right so up. you ain't going to say it. <laughs> I say he's looking spiffy. <laughs> oh, man. What's good, man? How y'all been? What's, what's, what's the latest? What's the latest? Uh, man. Anything new? Anything the Lord's been... Revealing in your hearts, you know, dealing with you. The land of Israel, man. It's been, it's been a little spicy over Yo, there, right? Be. Oh. People act like they don't see what's going on over there, dog. It ain't regular schedule regular schedule program, B. It's mm. it's 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 hot over there. So you know it's just it's something it's a powder to keg. Yeah, it's just something to be aware of and to watch. You know, that's that's God's land. Like mm-hmm. as we going through the word in Genesis. We seeing the emphasis God is putting on the land to Abraham. Like this is Promise your land. To Abraham, yep. Yeah, you know, like this there's, there's gonna be people in that land and your generation, four generations later, they're gonna come back and they're gonna possess the land, you know, but you're just seeing this 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 beef over the land, B. And yeah. the reason is cause the people that were in the land, they due to their iniquity reaching, right? Reaching the tip tipping point, mm. disqualified themselves from remaining in the land, mm-hmm. mm. right? And the judgment of God coming on those people and, you know, the Hittites, the uh, Amorites, right, we, we named them. Yep. And God also did that to Israel. Exactly. So he's mm. not partial. Because yep. right. right. when Israel started messing up, he was like, yo, you guys got to get, you know, you guys got to go into captivity. 
right? right. So when the who's it the the Babylonians came, that's mm-hmm. right. Round them up. Yeah, I went into captive for for a little while. Mm-hmm. Judgment also mm-hmm. fell on Israel, and they disqualified themselves from the land for a period of time. No respect of person. Yeah. So uh, the Lord point. judges. Yeah. So when when you know point. when he's when he you know last chapter we spoke about the Lord telling Abraham, you know, in the fourth generation. So we're talking about <coughs> the children of Israel was in captivity for four hundred years. Right again, seeing the patience of God. Um, before we had the 120 years with Noah, right? 120 years, judgment is gonna come, and this, um, it was probably more than 400 years, right? Mm-hmm. It was the time leading to the children of Israel going into captivity in Egypt, and another 400 years after that, mm-hmm. and then. All right, I'm gonna use you guys to judge these nations whose right. iniquity has has reached its peak. So, listen, man. Yeah, like you said, it, it was uh, about it wasn't about time. It was about it's about mor- morality. Morality, and he says that he says I will judge the Amorites. That's what it was about. It's judgment, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like oh because they're Amorites and because um they're this skin complexion or they're mm-hmm. you know it wasn't about their ethnicity. It right. was about, like you said, that morally yes, yes, they're man. not right before me, and I'm gonna judge it. Right. So now we think about the the morality of of the land that we're living in right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Streets is hot. But yo, but before you go there, like when you said how God is Im- <coughs> impartial, not impartial, right? That mm-hmm. is, um, that how He judged Israel um, for their sins. This is what we see it being fulfilled, like um, because it's through a covenant. That's what happened in Deuteronomy 28. You know, that was because that's a covenantal relationship. He's like, you broke the laws right. and this is the judgment that's going to come on you. It has nothing to do with prophecy. It was not a prophetic statement, but it was a covenantal thing that, right. listen, you, this is the morality that you need to follow because it is this covenant that I have with you, yeah. nation of Israel. Right. You break this covenant. This is the judgment for your morale. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm, I, you know, I judge things according to the morality. You right. know what I'm saying? So if you, it was if you, never a pro- prophecy. Yeah, if you keep my word, these are the blessings. If you don't, right, this is what's gonna happen. Th- which is a covenant and not prophecy. Cause mm. uh, even though we're not in that chapter, right? Just one. In contrast to the covenant that we just read about, you know, last episode, where God was the one that enacted <laughs> that, right? Mm-hmm. Where Abraham didn't participate. Where you know the onus falls on God to complete that. Right. Um, when you go into the, is it the Mosaic covenant? Mm-hmm. Yes. It was between, you know, and Galatians going, goes into that perfectly where you had a mediator, mm-hmm. right? Where you had the angels and you had Moses and you had God on one side and you had children of Israel on one side. Mm-hmm. And both of you guys were involved and both sides made an agreement. So now both sides have... Um, have to keep up their end of the bargain. Mm-hmm. Right. If you don't keep up your end, then this is what's going to happen to you. Right? right. So just tying that into um, God judges, uh, he judges, you know, when nations, when a, a country, when a people, when a person, um, when it peaks, right? When And we're going to go into Sodom and Gomorrah. We're going to see the same thing. God is the same. God judges that, right? Mm. Yeah, I mean... And also, I like, just in the same vein, man, just as Christians living here in America, we mm-hmm. see this wickedness, this mm-hmm. evil, and right. all you, if you just substitute 
America for the Amorites. For the iniquity of America is not yet complete. Mm. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah, judgment yeah. coming. And it will definitely um as Christians, man, we just have to just stay strong and um and just pray for, for boldness in these difficult times, man. No, no, you're right. Because that's the thing is that if as we see how God judged during the time of Noah and we're gonna see this as we approach it approach Sodom and Gomorrah. So, you know, America, like you said, mm, yep. you know, we we are seeing this this immorality reach a peak. Yeah. We don't know exactly what is the peak, what when God exactly. calls it. That's yeah. the thing, you know, we don't know, but God is looking right. at looking at it, you know. It will it will be complete one day soon. That's right. Definitely. But yeah. What what we can see is that it's not getting better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Morality wise. Mm. All right. Um we see the total disregard for truth. We see the total disregard for decency. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, your your phone is getting faster and you got <laughs> Wi Fi. <laughs> you get five G. <laughs> you getting five G. Mm. All right. But morality-wise, things are not getting better, right. and don't you know? And you can see it from the top all the way down to the bottom. Right. So, and, and the the crazy thing is, is they try to legislate morality, and you can't legislate morality. Yeah, it's, you it's, just keep coming with more and more laws, more and more, more and more. That never works, and yeah. it never works. Yeah. All right, man. So let's um let's continue to just pop off, son. Story Angie's <laughs> favorite part. <laughs> We, the word you want me to get, get to lead to, baby. Just so um yeah last chapter we, we 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 read about the covenant you know between god and abraham the promises we we read about um abraham's uh trying to figure it out right him doubting in faith trying to understand um complaining you 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 could say he was kind of complaining oh, i don't have kids and da 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 and the Lord, the Lord revealed certain things to him, right? The Lord told him, no, you're going to have this child. The child's going to come from your loins. It's not going to be Eleazar. Um, and he, he kind of gave him a glimpse into the future. He also told him that you're going to live a nice long age and then you're going to die. That would be dope, right, if everybody got that revelation from God. <laughs> you're going to live a, a nice well, nice oh no, you're gonna age. die when you're 24. You know, like that's why God. He probably won't tell you. Yeah, he probably won't tell you, know you know if he was dying he be early. Bugging out from 21 on, <laughs> right? So you can eat all the bacon you want, man. Mm. You won't die of a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> if, turkey bacon, if, baby. Turkey bacon. No, I'm talking about real bacon. I think that's swine. Get out of here. That's swine. Don't worry about it, B. He's under the law. Right up. <laughs> I'm free, dog. <laughs> All right, so chapter 16, let's go one to four. One to four. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, and she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, See now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abram heeded the voice of Sarai. Then Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband Abram to be his wife, after Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan. So he went into Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress became despised in her eyes. I, we got... A little soap opera here, a little love triangle. 
know if it's a love triangle, but we got drama. <clears throat> Baby mamas and so, everything up in here. So the the you know the the author is is pointing out that Sarai is Abraham's wife, mm. right? This is her position, and the problem is she has no kids. She, you know, it seems like she figured out, like, I can't have kids. And now I'm old, right? Because I think um, when they left, she's probably around 75 now. I think so. Around that time. Yeah. She's around early 70s in age. So she's old, probably went through the menopause phase. Uh And it's, it's clear and it's evident to her that she cannot have kids. Uh-huh. And I can imagine Abraham probably ran to her after his encounter with the Lord mm. and broke it down to her, right? The Lord, yeah, the Lord told me, no, nah, no, nah, it's not going to be Eleazar. He said, you know, the child is going to come from my loins. <laughs> <laughs> the child is going to come from my loins, mm-hmm. right? right? And... um. I, I'm just trying to, trying yeah, to imagine fit. Sarai uh, and right. the emotions that she's going through, the stuff that's going through her head. You mentioned this last episode about the patience, right? Mm-hmm. How does this thing work out? Right. Yep. Right. So, what are you, what are your thoughts? And plus, so we see that Abraham was been the one just receiving the promises from from God, right? And he was named, but like you said. There's there's no name, no mention of Sarah, you mm-hmm. know, uh, throughout this process. She hasn't had a visitation, you know. She was not identified in in any of this. So, she's definitely second guessing God. I think, mm-hmm. you know, because she didn't receive an insurance, a, an assurance to this promise right. that you're receiving. Right. Yo, Abraham, yo, the dust of the the earth, right? The stars of heaven. Look at this, mm-hmm. yo. Look, walk through the, you know, has God walked through the split animals? Abram's seen all this. Mm-hmm. So now he's present now Sarah. Sarah's like, I didn't see any of this. Mm. So do you, <laughs> do you see what she's going through right now? Yeah. Yeah. Similar to what he went through before, mm-hmm. right? With, with the complaining, complaining mm-hmm. and the questioning. Right. And the trying to figure the things out. So my thing is, Abraham, that's your wife, right? So let's let's talk about this marriage and this oneness. Mm -hmm. So the revelation that Abraham got, right, and him being strengthened in his faith, Mm -hmm. do you see this, her in in the position that he's in, maybe a lack of pouring into his wife to build up her faith and her strength? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's yeah. a, I think it's an Adam situation again. Like you know, Eve wasn't there for the instructions mm, okay. of yeah. of what happened in the garden. Right. You were supposed to relay that to Eve, and like maybe there was miscommunication. Maybe you didn't relay it right, but you know, whatever it was. And I'm look. I mean, it could be that. It could be Sarah feeling she has to help. Like, how could I help? Yeah, you know, because that's your wife. You know, she understands that God is making you this promise. You're a man of God. And she knows she's in like, okay, now when it comes to childbearing, it's like, okay, that's my part. I know I play a part somewhere in this. So how can I help my husband? And like you said, you know that you old, you passed the, you know, 
the childbearing years. So you're getting to this yeah. point where you're like, okay, let me, let me, let me see how can I help, you know? So, but it goes back to what I said last, last week with okay. just trying to figure things out. Uh-huh. Like that's how we automatically think God tells us something. And then we, lo- we think logically, right? Right. Like, yo, yo, God is like, yo, you're supposed to do such and such. Well, God, I don't make that kind of money. How am I supposed to start this church? Well, God, I don't do that. I don't, you know, so that's the first, your mind always go logic. It don't go automatically supernatural. It's going to be by God. God is going to do something amazing. That's not how we work. And that's what you're seeing the process of. And that's why I was like, I I always try to shorten that. I'm always trying to think I I deal with an awesome God, an amazing God who does supernatural things. You know the process is this is your wife. You can lay with your wife and have a child, but that's the furthest thing from your mind. Just like how you told God, yo, I don't have no seed. I got Eliezer. God is like, nah, it's going to go through your body. Now you relate that to your wife. Your wife is like, yo, dog, I can't bear obviously, you no obviously children. Obviously, it's not my body. I can't bear <laughs> you no children, so what you do? Hagar. Same so, thing Abraham right. did with Eliezer. Sarah's doing with Hagar. Right. right. But you know what? Um, the the thing is, the way I'm seeing when he says, "Yo, behold now," the um, he says, "The Lord has prevented me." I'm reading this from the ESV. Prevented me from bearing children. It looks like she's blaming God, cause like, like, yo, I see you got this promise. God don't want nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. So he's preventing me. Like, yo, I'm blaming. Like, I I kind of see like she's blame shifting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, especially during in during that era, you know, when um, yo, children like really. You know, that's what the women want. The women want to have children, want to bear children, right. and it brings a, a form of glory, accolades, and all these things. Right. And like, yo, the Lord is preventing me. So I think she's kind of like, yo, man, yo, what's I mean, up with this guy? Yeah, she, I, like I said, I think she's doing the same thing her husband did. Yeah. Yo, this is what her husband did. Yo, Eliezer, you probably kicked it. You probably, you you relate that. You probably was like, I told God Eliezer. And God mm-hmm. was like, nah, it's going to come through me. But it's just being logical, being human beings. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as believers, we got to kind of shorten that, yeah, that yeah. whole process of just logically trying to see when God tells you something and it looks impossible. You got to be like, yes, that's it's impossible, that's but that's the God I served. That's, and Try that's, to get closer to that relationship. And that's, that's that faith, right? That's that faith point where, right. cause it doesn't make sense. What mm-hmm. you're saying no. does not make sense. Yep. No. So she came up with a solution. All right, let, let me play a part in this uh, surrogate, right? I have my my um, maidservant, which was kind of like um, what Eliezer was to Abraham. That's what Hagar was to uh, Sarai. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's let's do this sur- surrogate thing, you right. know. And this was something an that was common in in the culture, right? All right, you could sleep with you know my maidservant and have a child, and the child would be you know, legally mine, mm-hmm. right? So again, we're seeing her trying to figure this thing out. We're seeing her trying to be involved. We're seeing her pain, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's what we're, I feel We're here. talking about years. Yeah. And she's probably seeing the neighbors just popping them out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There was no <laughs> contraceptives back then. So people were having kids, yeah. right? And I know before they... They thought that the fact that they weren't in the land was the reason that they weren't having kids. Because mm-hmm. the Lord told them to go to the land. And mm-hmm. said, and since they kind of hesitated at first, or that's the reason. And now they're in the land, and they've been in the land for like 10 years. And they're like, yo, we still, mm-hmm. 
And mm. Abraham's coming back like, yo, be the Lord said, yo, you know, we're going to have kids. And it's going to be me. It's not going to be no. Because like you said, Abraham had the same idea. It's somebody yeah. else, somebody a surrogate. Right. right? So now we see, um, listen, Sarai coming up with an idea. Yo, let's, let's try this. Let's accelerate this promise. Yep. Right? And when yeah. you try to accelerate um, a promise of God, sometimes you end up delaying the whole thing. Right. Sometimes it'll be 10 out of 10, B. That's the <laughs> hardest part of being a Christian, dog, is waiting on God, B. The hardest part of being a man and woman of God, and we're right. going to see it just all throughout the Bible, bro. Mm-hmm. It's always this God tells, you know, gives somebody a promise, yeah. and they got to wait on it, bro. No, you know, no, that's a great point because when you look at it, when God gives you like an immediate command, like when he tells David, go to war, boom, pick up, drop everything, go to war. You know what I'm saying? Like whenever someone get a direct, like, yo, you got to do something. Go do this. And the Lord give you a direction. Like if the Lord gives you a direction, uh, go do this. You get up and go. When he tells you, wait, oh, man, come on. Yo, dog. <laughs> that is the hardest thing to do. If you give me a direct order, I'm going to do it. And look at this. And, and now <laughs> right? look at this pressure now that's on Sarah. Think about that. And, and the pressure was on them before, right? Yeah. God said, go to the land. They went to the land and they got hit with a famine. Mm. Ah, we got to figure something out. Mm-hmm. Right. We got to eat. Let's figure out how to eat. Let's go to Egypt. Mm. And right. it's in Egypt that they, <laughs> that Sarah, Sarah <laughs> picked up, <laughs> picked up Hagar. Yep. Right. The sin that keeps on giving. Yep. So now, and I know we spoke about this. You're in the famine. Then you, you sit there. Right. Because the Lord is faithful and he's, he's going to do something that's miraculous. All right. How are we going to eat in a famine? The Lord could do that. Right. He could feed you in a famine. All right, how am I going to have kids when I'm barren? That's nothing to the Lord. He's the, the giver of life. Mm. So that's what he could do that. Yeah, that's the hard part. That's the hard part to believe that God is who he says he is. That's what it is. <laughs> to believe that God is who he says he is. Be That's, what, that's what's being revealed. That's why he yeah. does it this way because he's revealing who he is. Like, dog, I am the God of the impossible. I'm the God of just, I'm supernatural. Like, dog, I don't go by, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not confined to your rules and your standards and all your imaginations. Your, your, uh, uh, rationalization. Mm -hmm. Cause you're seeing it with Abraham. Yo, Eliezer, he's like, nah, 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 nah. It's going to go through your loins. Now, Sarah was like, oh, hey, God. You're seeing their mind and you're seeing God's mind. That's Mm -hmm. what you're seeing. Our mind. That's our (laughs) mind. And then here comes God's mind. Like, nah, 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 nah. I'm going to do this. So now what what Abraham do? He obeyed his wife. (laughs) Just like Adam did. (laughs) He didn't obey God. He obeyed his wife. Just like Adam did. Yo, B, just like his pops. What you think of Sarah now, man? What you mean what I think of Sarah now? I mean, after she was uh, given she a away as a... You, <laughs> you know, know your I, word, your I, favorite word, Sarah. I, think, Sarah's I still think sucker. Abraham's a little bit of a sucker here because, you know, <laughs> wait, wait, how come he didn't seek the Lord's face in this, this decision? He should have. You know, where were the altars in this decision right here? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, God straight up gave, gave him promise after promise. And this, you know, he didn't seek the Lord's face in this. You know what I mean? Mm. But I'm wondering, right? Again, he was passive. He was passive in that and he should have knew right because we we saw a situation where he was your know, rambo let's go after lot right mm-hmm. yeah right where he was brave he was faithful and in this situation he's he's a little passive you know and and, and 
not seeking the Lord. But that's how we all. That's, like, yeah. that's how we all when it comes to. It's your wife. Your wife. Your right. kids. Yeah. You know, and like she if was, it's she was probably digging it into it for like <laughs> eight months. He was probably like, yo, all right, whatever. Right. Yo, <laughs> you know what up. Well, it depends. What do you mean? Because I have another take on it. Right. I'm probably off. As usual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strap yeah, yeah. on the seatbelt. <laughs> so he's so, about to go he's about to go off the bridge. No, I'm just nah, I'm just I'm just wondering. Like, think about it. We know Sarah was was dope, right? She was hot. She was smoking. She's still old though. You got this young maid servant. She's young. She's probably beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he was probably always had eyes checking her, but yo, she's part of the family. She's serving. So it's like, yo, when when Sarah goes. <laughs> Yo, take Hagar. Take y'all. I've been peeping shorty for uh, a minute. <laughs> yo, you sound like me. That's something I would have said. <laughs> and I like you know, that. I like that. I like that one. You know, yo, keep, you know, going, keep going. Keep going. Keep no, going. You don't think that, yo, you've been watching her for a minute. Like That's how we think. <laughs> all right, up. You know what? Yo, all right. All right. You know, yeah, if, I'll, I'll do it. Yo, if them two, <laughs> reluctantly. I think, Ab- I think Abraham said, <laughs> you sure? You sure? <laughs> He probably hit her with the, the one, the only one time. You sure? No, he probably, he okay. Probably, no, he probably like, I'm gonna do it for you. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm gonna make the sacrifice. I yeah, I don't I'm gonna sacrifice do this. for you. Baby. If it was up to me, I wouldn't do it. But, but for you, but for you, I'll, I'll do, do it. it. But all right, but you know, let's <laughs> nah, let's nah, nah. let's let's put it in this context where you're seeing your wife, seeing the pain. Yeah, that's yeah. what seeing I see. Seeing the I yearning see and mm-hmm. and the desire to have yeah. a child, and this is years, right? We're we're running through these scriptures, but time is passing and you know abraham's um community is growing right and you probably see a whole bunch of little Mm -hmm. kids running around and sarah's probably just isolating i'm just trying to get into the mind of somebody that's going through that pain and going through that that want right and abraham is seeing his wife how is that affecting him Mm -hmm. right you know what I'm saying? Right. And and that's where that's where the faith comes in, right? Yo, the standing on the word of God, right? When it hits home, when it hits close, right? It can't get any closer than your wife. And yep. you're seeing the pain in her eyes. You're seeing the disappointment. And the way I'm feeling doesn't and, and what God said doesn't make sense. And I cannot connect it. So that's when you get into this mode where you try to figure it out and you try yeah. to connect it yourself. Right. Yeah, that's you know a harder saying? that's a harder battle than going out. That's a, yeah. that's that's a harder that's a harder battle than going out to war. You know, if it's war, yo, I'll go and I'll conquer a whole bunch of kings. But again, when it's close to home, when it has to deal with your family and these intimate relationships, these intimate settings. That's the harder battle because, like you said, that was harder for him. It was easier for him to go to war and fight kings mm. than to sit there and see his wife not be able to bear children. That was killing him. And that's where I go with it. I mean, Ralph, I like your breakdown because <laughs> that's how my mind thinks because I'm the worst, you know, because I know me. <laughs> you know, I'm the worst. <laughs> but I think exactly how you explain it, I think right. that's where Abraham was at. And now you're you're battling, looking at your wife, this is killing you. This is the woman you've been with your whole life. And God, what God says. Because now you have this new relationship with this God and it's intimate. Like like that covenant, that, that covenant you just went through, that going through the fire, that what you experienced, that was, that was kind of like marriage. Like it mm-hmm. was deep. 
You know what I mean? Like this was a covenant with the fire and the animals. And now you're battling between these two relationships. Right. And you can't, like you said, you can't get no closer than your wife. But now you got this, this relationship. God is coming in like, I want to be closer. I mean, but could he have been blameless in this? Because the Lord didn't say, like you were mentioning earlier, didn't say Sarah, right? Sarah was going to come from your loins. So in his mind, this could have been the way that maybe he thought God was, you know, going to make it happen. But what I wanted to talk about just quickly was someone mentioned Adam and just, just being the head of the household as a man comes with so much responsibility. And you think Adam, he could have easily stopped his wife from eating the fruit. And then, you know, Abraham here could have stopped this from happening by telling his wife, no, that's not the way God, you know, wants this to happen. And it's just the leadership. You look at Abram and he was confused. You know, he constantly asking the Lord question after question, Lord, how are you going to do this? What are you going to give me? And those seeds of confusion, he was seeding into his wife. You know, that's why his wife was the way she was. She didn't understand God's plan because her husband didn't understand it. And I just say that to, to as, as men, as, as leaders of your household, like we can't be confused. We just have to have that faith. We have to trust in, in God and his word because it'll trickle down to your, your entire family mm. if you're <laughs> confused. Mm. But you said it best. Yeah. Where was the altar here? Right. Yeah. So that's why yeah. I don't give Abraham a pass of confusion. Okay, you was confused, but the relationship you're starting to build with God, when you ask God, God answer. Right. And there was no surrogate. Right. I think that whole idea with Eliezer was somebody else. Right. Right. And then he was he making it clear. It clear right. No, this is going to be you. And you're married. Right. Right. Yep. Well, he made it so, clear that it was from him. No, but they're one. That's your wife. And the oh, yeah, author kind of and yeah. the author kind of points it out yeah. her position, right? And Abraham's wife, yeah. She couldn't have kids. So that's the part where you have that's the God part. You're right? trying to that's figure out. That's the part out. where it does it makes absolutely no sense. Mm-hmm. But to God, he's like, "Yo, what are you talking about?" I'm the giver of life. That, that body that you have, I designed it. Yeah. Right. I could turn back, <laughs> you know, I could turn back time. And and um, make your body conceive. Yep. Like menopause, what is that? What are you talking about? You right. think menopause is a problem that you can't conceive? Like this is right. going to be a miracle. This is going to be an act of God. And that's the disconnect, right? And that's right. where faith has to fill this gap. Right. It can't be logic. It can't be intelligent. It can't be anything yeah, else. Be it has to be faith. I like the way you said that. That what is when you said what is menopause? Because in just making that statement, it's like you're saying menopause you're strong you're more powerful than god right. mm. god you cannot overcome menopause menopause is a bi- biological power right. that is you know mighty <laughs> <laughs> that is been here from the beginning yeah and now you're telling me you're gonna overthrow menopause <laughs> right when you really when you bring it down to the basic yeah, man. it, you're, sounds, you're, it really sounds ludicrous exactly and and you got to think about the covenant we made Dog, the covenant was this was all on me. That's the right, that's right. that's what yeah. I was trying to get to you when I put right. you in I put you in a deep sleep. I was trying to get to yo, this is all on me. What are you telling me about Eliezer? Why are you coming up with Hagar? Your dog, this is and I'm trying to sh- like I'm trying to stress that God is revealing himself to Abraham. Right. This yes. is this is who I am. Yeah. Forget your logic. Be forget how you think. Your dog, you you He's becoming a new person. He's trying to transform him. Right. How he thinks, how he sees God. This is a man that came from um, 
worshiping multiple gods, you mm-hmm. know, from idolatry. He's transforming Abraham, his frame of mind. He's renewing his mind. Like, this is how you have to see me. This is who I am. So that whole covenant of him f- putting him in a deep sleep and like, like how Ralph broke down beautifully last week. Like, dog, this was all on me. And if I don't come through, then that's on my head. Right. And you still hitting me with this is how we should do it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, your reaction should have been alter God. How we going to do it? Because this is all on you, right? right? This is your covenant, right? Right. If you would have went more like that. I would have been like, even if Abraham would have pressed God like that, I would have been like, he had all right. Because mm-hmm. that's the that's the way God is revealing himself to him. Right. Mm-hmm. That's and, a great point. And, you know, the author points out the Egyptian, right? Mm-hmm. That she was the Egyptian, that she was she was residue from that first bad decision. <laughs> yo, yo B, that Egypt move. That Egypt that move. move I'm going to keep yo, following As we you. go on, you're going to see that Egypt move. It's more still happening. More, it's still happening to this day. So, we see we see the residue from that bad um, decision. We see, you know, the author is like you know the Egyptian. Like remember yeah. how she came into the picture, and remember Sarah is Abraham's wife. And so you know Abraham agrees, which which was um, weak on his part, right? right. Very passive. Um, so you know he he lays with her. She gets pregnant. Now that's confirmation. Mm. So now Hagar's like, look at you, <laughs> dried up. Oh, you couldn't even. Man. You couldn't even. It's not even Abraham. Abraham's not the problem. It's you. Mm. You can't have kids. So now she's starting to despise Sarai. Right. Right. So now she she's styling on her now. And like you said, think about the attention that you probably getting. Because Abram yeah. is the head of Abram the house. Abram is the dude. The head of the house, right? He's the head of the house. So all us maid servants and all the servants is coming right. like, yo, I mean, Hagar, you, yo, it yo. was to you. Huh, 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 huh. Yo, right. we get it. And you you, you um, sending a, a miscon- misconception about who God is. So, right. so now, you know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. So Sarah, Sarah trying to. Um, you know, do something to help this situation. Yo, you be a surrogate so I could have a child. And it backfired. And the decision made things worse <laughs> for her. And it backfired. Now she's being despised. And again, there's a community that is around. There's people right. that's seeing what's going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a big community because remember he had the three hundred servants, three hundred that were yeah, armed, and there's a whole bunch of other people that's unarmed. So this is yo, he's you the, head the of gossip. a military industrial complex. This dude was ruling a nation. Yeah. The gossip, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, B. So that's big. Talking about her, she's right. feeling bad, and even Abram, like being you gotta understand, you the father. So Hagar come in. You know, oh, yo, I'm feeling weak. Probably like, uh-huh. <laughs> right, right, yo, right, right. He lay down and like, uh, I'm getting weak. I'm and having morning sickness. I'm having morning sickness. Abram is probably like, yo, servants, come, yo, put her feet up. Yo, make sure you do this. Fan her, fan her. Fan her. Fan her. Comb her hair. Right. It's like, yo, give me grapes. You think, uh, I, don't, I don't know if he dealt with her like that. I think he did. I think he did. I think he did. I think he did. Because I think it was I, Sarah. Sarah had to deal with her. No, but I mean, if you think about it, like, because, because the in the culture, it wasn't it wasn't a sensual relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like he was, you know, making love. No, 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 no. I don't mean it like that. Some, I mean it more like just she's sick. 
No, yo, just a a, a, a guarding. Care for her like that. No, no, no. He was like, yo, that's that's your. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. That's right, your right, service. Right, She's right, your right, responsibility. Right. And later on, he even says that right, he's like, right, yo, right, right, right. that's your responsibility. Don't put yeah. that on me. Right. But I think that, and even you know, I was reading some of the ancient um, rituals where the maidservant would actually sit on the lap. Yeah, I heard that. Too. Of the okay. surrogate. Yeah, I heard during that during the insemination. Yeah, is is insemination. Like what? during the intercourse, uh -huh. the surrogate would sit on the lap of yeah. the, the the wife. The, the wife, yeah. During the whole process, during the this whole is process. weird. That was just the culture. Not saying that that's what happened over here, uh -huh. but it was literally an exchange of the insemination. Yeah, that's what it was. There was there was no um, right. connection, right, 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 right no right. emotional connection to it. So right. I don't think you know. No, there's no indication saying. in the in in the word that. Abraham had an attachment to Hagar. He had an attachment to Ishmael, as we will see later on, because right. Ishmael was his son. All right, but right. we see the whole thing backfire, um, and we we see again Hagar, her feeling superior now, right, and and the way she's interacting with with Sarah is is in a negative way. So now she's she's feeling even worse now. I so you don't was... think Abram had nothing? Like there was nothing like, <laughs> yo, be, she's carrying the promised seed. Supposedly there was nothing like make sure she's good. Make sure she's a little bit better than everybody else. Because this is, you're not talking about just. No, I mean, she was well, I think she was well taken care of. You understand, they were wealthy. Right. Right. So and that, and that... just like how Eleazar was Abraham's right hand man. Um, the picture is that Hagar was Sarah's right maid servant. That, right. that was her right hand. Right. Right. So they were taken care of. It's not like she was out in the field chopping corn mm -hmm. while she was six months pregnant. Yeah, and you have it says it here that they made her his wife. You know, so according to the people, she was his wife. So she was being treated. That's why I'm like, there's, there's no way. She wasn't being I don't, treated like a slave anymore. Right. That's why I'm thinking like, this is the promise. I'm not like, I understand what you're saying. Like, it wasn't like she, she's getting Sarah treatment from Abraham. Oh, you mean her position with the people? Right. Like, oh, more no, like yeah. that's well, what yeah, I'm saying. I, I don't she, think from him. She, I think she was exaggerating that a little bit more because it's like, okay, yo, I'm carrying the seed. Oh, yeah, yeah. So now Abraham is like, make sure she's. Dog, right, that's taken she, care yeah, of. taken care of, and now you're getting special treatment, and now you're feeling a bit above, right? Because it's like I'm not being treated like everybody else no more. Right. I'm carrying the seed now, so now right. you're walking around with I that swag. Up. I, I leveled, leveled up. up. I'm, I'm, yo, I, I, I hit, <laughs> I hit that NBA ball, that NBA ball. <laughs> I became a basketball wife. Leveled <laughs> <laughs> uh, up with a high value man. Word up. <laughs> Yeah, I became man. a real housewife of um of Canaan. Of Canaan. <laughs> <laughs> so now you walking around a little bit different, dog. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, That's it. Yeah, we the worst, dog. We the worst. <laughs> yeah, that was Edge, that was so Edge, random. Read, um, <laughs> read five to uh, I don't know, seven, eight. Then Sarai said to Abram, My wrong be upon you. I gave my maid into your embrace, and when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. The Lord judge between you and me. So Abram said to Sarai, Indeed, your maid is in your hand. Do to her as you please. And when Sarai dealt harshly with her, she fled from her presence. 
Uh, yeah, nah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's the reason I I said that she was under the care of yeah. Sarai. Yeah. I and get Abraham it. was like, "Listen, man, this was your idea. Now you flipping it on me." Yo, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> yo, he, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel him, but I don't feel him because you still responsible. Don't, he is. Yeah, you. I mean, you, you, dog, you, you did it out of that heart. Imagine. But, <laughs> Imagine you getting the pressure every you get day. Pressure. Abraham is like your dog. Yo, that wife pressure. What do you is want real. me to do? Word up. Nah, that pressure. Like was he real. said, yo, what do you want me to do? Mm. You think right. that happened to Adam? You nah, think it was? Nah, 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 you think she nah. ate? And was there was whole, some time where it was like, yo, dog, you're not gonna eat. Nah, nah. And he probably nah, sat there and, and said, and he probably got idiot. some pressure. I mean, it, it, it didn't have to be long, but probably yeah, got a couple of days of pressure. Because different environment, that? they were perfect. These feelings that we're reading about was not in the picture, right? Mm. And I think Adam, he just made that decision. He knew what he was doing. Mm. He, he was perfectly aware. But um, so so now, again, this whole plan backfired, right? Issues in the family now. We, we're seeing this this dysfunctional bad decisions now is, is causing um tension before it was a land situation mm. right where there was a family dispute right. dealing with money and land mm. with lot and abraham and right abraham abraham kind of he he did the yeah. right thing in that situation um yeah yeah in in this situation again it's tough, right? It's mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. But he sh- he shouldn't have listened to her in that instance. He shouldn't have listened to her. And 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 that's and that's one of the big problems is that um you seeing that Sarah's human solution to her barrenness just created a whole new problem. Yep. And that's what it always ends up happening whenever you make a uh when you try to make a decision and the decision is not directed by God directed by the holy spirit and it's all directed by flesh you just create more problems and you just created a detour so now that's what's end up happening here is that her solution to this situation just made it worse because now she's being looked down upon she's being she's feeling despised she's you know all these things all these emotions are being riled up because of her bad decision mm-hmm. and then what she does she immediately blame shifts like the way that we all do yeah. Instead of owning up to the sin, like you were saying before, you know, like, hey, you know, the same way Eve blamed the yeah. serpent and right. Adam blamed <clears throat> Eve. So now she's like, it's your fault. Although she made the decision on her own. Yeah. Now, so, and like God is merciful. He cares for us. Like he just, he loves us tremendously. And he could have easily just closed Hagar's womb and not allowed her mm. to conceive. But just like you know we all have that free will and there are some times where when you make that decision and you're disobedient he allows that mm-hmm. sin to to come to come and and bite you in you know in the butt and um you know just personally there are times where i've made decisions and the lord was gracious enough to not allow that sin to to come to fruition but there are times where he allows it so um so yeah that's just one thing that i saw there no yeah yeah so um yeah let's read on to uh, seven okay to what Uh, i just keep reading all right 
Now the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, by the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit yourself under her hand. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, I will multiply your descendants exceedingly so that they shall not be counted for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, behold, you are with child and you shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael because the Lord has heard your affliction. He shall be a wild man. His hand shall be against every man and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. All right, stop right there. Actually, yeah, I wanted to jump in in terms of um, the, the part. I wanted to go back a little bit when he says, um, then Sarah dealt harshly with her and she fled from her. Um, and and this whole problem here, uh, there, there we go. First, um, Ab- Abram um, abdicated his responsibility to Sarah when he first agreed to sleep with Hagar, right? He still could have a, had an option to repent and come to the Lord, right? Because at this, at this aspect, um, when 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 Sarah gets upset and tells yo, yo, what's going on? And then he gets, he says, yo, it, that's your servant. So now there he goes. He's still the head of the household, and he relinquishes his responsibility and says, you deal with her. At that moment, he should have like owned up to it and say, listen, she's pregnant. Yeah. You know, she's going to bear a child. Now I'm going to deal with this and we're going to correct the situation, you know. Um, and he just abdicated his responsibility, completely acquiesced to her making a decision so that he could, uh, so that she could deal with it. Exactly. Like you were saying earlier, yo, you're, he, you're the head of the household. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You make the decision and here you're telling you uh, sending her to deal with the, the situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then her not having that humility you gave Hagar and now you're upset and now you're dealing with her, mm. you know, you know, meanly and treating her yeah, 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 and doing sure. all these things. So we see how Abram is totally, you know, giving up responsibility, giving up his headship. And, you know, you're the one running the show here. Yeah, yeah man. Mm. He's a sucker, though. <laughs> yo, B. You know what I'm saying? Yo, B, nobody gets a pass at Ange, B. Yo, sometimes, sometimes when it's... Um, issues within the family like it's those decisions are hard right you know especially you dealing with your your wife and your kids um sometimes you might know the right thing to do right the right Mm -hmm. decision the right course of action but based on those close relationships you'll take a passive role that's it right right? like you know what i don't want to be involved i don't want to make the decision and that's actually making a decision. That's yes, <laughs> right. And right, it's gonna end up bad, mm. right? Especially if if that's your um, that's your position. You got to take that role. You got to take that lead. And sometimes decisions are hard, but you have to make them. Yep. Right. And you you have to lean upon God's word. Right. You mm. have to lean upon what's right and make those decisions. And it's like what Christ said. You know, anybody who loves mother or father, you know. Or um, you know, um, daughter, son, more than me. You know, anybody who loves your family member more than me is right. you're not worthy of me. You know, and it's like, you know, and he said that not to say don't love your family, 
but is is as far as priority who has priority in 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 the relationship you know in your relationships it's always always god first and everybody else you know and that's what you're seeing like with all these men Mm -hmm. you know and i could totally like i could yo i'm in good company how many ishmael's in my life there's thousands, there's millions of Ishmaels Ishmael's in my life. Yeah, Ishmael every day, every you know day what I'm day. saying? Making constantly how how many times I know I've made tons of decisions totally from the flesh, mm-hmm. totally not waiting on the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I look back in my life, I'm like, yeah, that was all flesh. A lot of Hagar's. We got tons of Ishmaels, man. A lot of Ishmaels. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I can imagine, you know, Abraham. Every time he he saw Hagar, he's probably reminded of this time in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a reminder of that, right? And thinking back of the bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just got to stop and go seek the Lord, yep. right? Because we're not, it's hard for us to um, determine a time frame. Like this, this is a long, this is long periods of time that's happening. So the dynamic of what's going on in the family, right? You could have had a situation where, you know, like I said before, your wife was nagging, mm. and you're seeing you're seeing the the disputes, you're seeing the, uh, you know, Hagar despising the wife, and then the wife's complaining, and and he's like, "Yo, man, I, you, I got more important things to deal with. Yeah. I got more important things to handle. Right. Like, yo, I don't want to be bothered with this. Yo, you're the one that said, and that's what." The, the same reaction some men have in these type of situations. Abraham was he's a dude. Yeah. You know what I'm he's probably like, yo, dog, I don't I don't want to deal with you. Yo, whatever. You deal with her. Yeah. Right. So now she was like, Sarah goes overboard and start dealing, right. you know, wrongfully with, with Hagar. And Hagar was like, yo, I don't have to deal with <laughs> some emotions. Yeah, I'm dog. out. Yep, yeah, I'm out of here. Why why do I, why am I getting this type of treatment? Right. Yeah, I'd rather die in the desert. Cause that was the you go out there in the desert by yourself, traveling, and you're a woman. Mm. You're gonna die, and pregnant, and you're pregnant. You're gonna die, or somebody's gonna capture you. You gotta become a, a slave. slave. Yeah. So she, she was, she rather, you know. It must have been that bad. She was out. She's like, yeah, I'm one, out. One little side note that I that I found interesting when reading was um, earlier. It it. You know, Hagar and Abraham, and I'm assuming all of the people in, in his tent, you know, they, they see, they saw Hagar um, as his wife, right? Over here, when the Lord confronts her, yeah, he doesn't say, you know, Hagar, Abraham's wife. He says, Hagar, Sarai's maid. Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like in the eyes of God, that initial covenant, you know, of marriage, that's it. It's between one man and one wife, and mm. it doesn't matter who Great point. gives you and says, "Oh, you can have a second wife." And you, we see it all in the Old Testament, right? With with all the wives that these other guys had. But in Great God's point. eyes, Great that point. one, Great. that one wife, that's it, you know. And and here, like he he present he came to her with love, and did not say Abram's wife. He said Abram um, Sarai's um, maid. So I think that just the, the marriage covenant in general is just so important to God yeah. Himself, right? Yeah. And I and I think also he was showing her her position, like because Hagar, you was acting up, you know, like you was oh yo 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 I'm yeah. you probably was you know I'm the wife I'm this I'm the I'm the real one you know, mm-hmm. but the Lord was like nah like you said it's not that's really your position you're you're 
your uh, Sarah's um, handmaid, and because you got to say she left because she was she was being treated ill, mm-hmm. you know. But the Lord still showed like that's still your position, like just because your master is treating or just because your um your boss is treating you bad, that don't mean oh you're not the boss of me, you know. You hear that all the time, right. yo. You don't you don't run me. I don't work for you, but actually the Lord was like, nah, you do work for her. That is your right. position. Don't right. forget that. So it's like the way he came to her was that. And, you know, he came with full of patience, full of grace, full of mercy. Like, what you, what was going on? But like you said, the way he addressed her was like, nah, that's your position. Yep. Don't forget that. And I think an important part is that he came. Mm-hmm. This, is, mm-hmm. this is an Egyptian servant, but God heard her cries. Mm-hmm. He cared. Right? And he cared about her well-being. And and he heard and he saw the things that she was going through. And my question is, is this, would this be, um, this is a Christophany, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But is this the first? What about Melchizedek? Uh, yeah, I mean, they say the Melchizedek first. is the first. Nah, Melchizedek. Yeah. But what, do you, what do you mean? The first Christ, uh, Christophany. Christophany. Like, the, the first Christophany? Mm-hmm. Yeah, God, uh, the pre-incarnate Christ appearing to somebody. Yeah. I mean, but then he, he appeared to Abraham. Abraham had, he heard, he saw visions. Okay. So in this picture, we, we're getting this interaction. Of okay. She's seeing a person and she's dealing okay. with a person. I don't, yeah. I don't know. With, yeah. with, the, with the meetings with Abraham is different, right? Okay, I see what you're he's, saying. The, the word, like whether he's getting this word or he's getting this, this vision. Mm. Um, so, so wouldn't you say, I mean... Where it says it says the word of the Lord, that's what it says, right? When yeah. it came to Abraham, wouldn't you say that was it, the word of the Lord? Yeah, the yes, word. I mean that's what I'm asking. The Is it, was the word, right? Do do you do you consider that to be a Christophany, where the pre-incarnate Christ came to Abraham, or was was he getting revelations? Because mm. it says vision, and then it says word. So I, I don't know. I'm asking, what do you guys think? I kind of I kind of think when he says the word came. I, I, and and putting it together with John one, and it's like you're putting feet on this word. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I I don't think it was an actual uh, just an audible thing. I really think like the like yo the pre incarnate Jesus came to him and revealed himself right. to Abraham. Mm-hmm. I mean that's kind of like my take on it. This one is a little bit more clear because then we see, we see he has the definite article the angel. angel of the Lord. Yeah, I think. So yeah, this I, one is definite. I, I think it's definite. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So that's why I'm, that's yeah. why I'm so yeah, this, referring this to that pre-incarnate Christ that came, which yeah, is different right. than right. the word came. Right, the word of the Lord. Right, the word of the yeah. Lord, and I, I don't know. So I the pre-incarnate right. Christ came for the first time to a Gentile, Egyptian servant Egyptian? woman, servant woman. Yeah. All right. That's 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 beautiful. But I think you're right. I think this is this is probably the pre-incarnate. This may be the first one because this is the first time we're seeing the angel. The angel of the Lord, right? Yeah. And that's awesome to what you said, like coming to a woman that's been abused, mistreated. Yeah, the man. first person he reveals himself to, yep. especially in a time like this, in the era where women were, you know, being subjugated, you know, mistreated or whatever. Mm-hmm. He comes to show you that I care for those that are mistreated. A woman, the, um, the and not only that, I care for the unborn child. Mm, yep. Yeah. Because here's a mistreated woman, and she has an unborn child. She's pregnant. He's like, I care for you, and that unborn child, 
that's going to be born. That's in your womb still. That's in your womb still. Right. I love that child, and I'm going to make a great nation wow. out of that child. Matter of mm-hmm. fact, I have a name for him. Yeah, this I named the, it from early. This was the, the first. This was the first one, yeah. That had a name first time before where they were born. Right. Yeah. Coming from Christ. Coming yeah. from God. And yeah. and it's what crazy thing about it is, like you said, if this is the first Christophany, you think about the woman at the well. Because like she he met her at a spring, Egyptian woman, the woman at the well. She was she wasn't, you know, Jew. Right. She was a Gentile. And what happened with the woman at the well? She got saved. She got the gospel. Right. The first, mm. right? The first, um, she got the gospel. She was the first one to get the gospel. Yeah. Right? When we when we read that through John. Right. Yeah. So I'm thinking like the same God that was in the Old Testament, same God in the New Testament. Seeing a woman at the world distressed and just coming and talking Yo. to her. The same way he came, he, came to her, he came to him as the angel of the Lord there when he was in, in the flesh. Same thing. One, and it was a one-on-one, nobody right. around. Right. He sent the gen- he sent his uh, disciples away, and it's that same conversation. What's wrong with you? What's going on? But he he, he heard the. It's like it's, you seeing a mirror mm-hmm. image of the same thing that happened in the Old Testament is happening in the New. It's the same God. Same. You know what? And that's so beautiful. And if it wasn't for Christianity, women would have been continued to be subjugated continue to be seen as less than mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying of lower value mm-hmm. it's because of christianity to show how god loves his creation he loves men he loves women mm, yep and he's gonna deal with them properly straight up but it's man and their fallen nature that do you know cause this oppression on women mm. you know what i'm saying so if it wasn't for christianity and god revealing himself to us Yo, we would have think would have been in the same condition where women being oppressed. Wow. Yep. So, so awesome. the Lord is like, "Hey, what you doing? Mm. Nah, this is not the right thing. Listen, you you got to go back. Now you get you have to go back. You gotta have to humble yourself, um, to to your uh, to to Sarah, right? And then and then he he gives her a prophecy. He reveals that you know your son is gonna be okay. Matter of fact, I'm gonna bless him, and he's gonna become a great great nation mm-hmm. he's he's gonna be wild style <laughs> but the first thing he told her to return and submit return and submit because the lord heard your affliction like mm-hmm. I, and that's what i said i like the way he's like you know you sarah's handmaid return and submit like okay you know you're gonna get blessed your son you know your son is gonna be blessed but you need to return and you need to submit yeah you know you need to humble yourself because I'm gonna do this great thing yeah. that's gonna come from. But as far as you, what you personally have to do, you gotta humble yourself. Right. Yo, you know, I like when you say that because when you look at the questioning, right? He said, "Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from, and where are you going?" <laughs> he says, "Where did you come from, and where are you going? Where's your destination?" Mm. And she goes, "I'm running away from my mistress." So where are you going then? No answer. Mm. And that's usually the thing. People like to run away from their problems. My problem is over here. I'm a runaway. Where are you going? Do you have a plan? I mean, are you seeking the Lord? Mm. No answer. No answer. Mm. Because you don't see. You're just you, why you're running is because of emotions, right? Lack of faith, yeah. hatred, anger, whatever's built up in built you. Up in you. You know what I'm saying? So that's how come whenever they answer, they never answer. With <laughs> they a always solution. answer. Right? They never answer with a solution because they have no solution. Mm-hmm. That's what she just mentioned. The problem. So you can't run away from your problems. Because the problems remain. 
You need to go there and deal with it. Right. That's why I said go back. Yeah. And right. and now that you had an encounter with the true and living God, you're gonna be able to endure whatever right. problem. That's it. That's right. That you're going through. Yeah, that's real. That's that. Uh, Cause I seen the return and the submit, but like you were saying, it's the Lord understood you gotta deal with this. Right. Mm. You gotta deal with this whole situation, and like you're still part of this story. You're still yeah. part of this thing where. That's why he stepped to her. Like, where you going? <laughs> you know, like where you like you you ain't got you can't go nowhere. Like you, right. you got this is what you got to do. Your sandwich handmade. You got to return and submit. And that's that's you'll be that's so beautiful. Like yeah, as man. far as like when we're dealing with our situations, though you could try to run away, but it's gone. It ain't gonna fix your problems. Right. You know, it ain't. Gonna, it's not a solution. Running away is not a solution. Like though, and no matter how much you run away. Dog, if God wants to deal with you, and if you're part of something that deals with God, dog, he gonna, you gonna get dealt with. Yeah. So and he's giving her a chance to do it yeah, the right way before he has to intervene, and mm-hmm. she has to spend three days in the fish of a belly. And he he came he came himself. Right. Yeah. Right. He came. I'm I'm gonna come see you in person. And listen, man, there there's certain things. Sometimes you gotta you gotta stay in it. Mm-hmm. Certain situations that's probably not ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lord is like, listen, you're going to have to go through the storm, but you'll be able to tolerate it if if you take the Lord with you, mm-hmm. right? And we see in, in verse 13, yeah. then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, you are the God who sees, for she said, I have I also here seen him who sees me. Therefore, the well was called Bir Laharoi, observe, it is between Kadesh and Beard. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram named his son whom Hagar bore Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. So Hagar had a revelation, mm-hmm. right? And she realized that this person that she was dealing with saw everything. Mm. So she knew, oh, I just had an encounter with God. I just had a revelation from God and that enabled her to go back right? right she probably went back and told Abraham and Abram and Sarah like yo listen nah it was real cause I it saw says, cause it says Abram named him Ishmael yeah he so, was like no yeah, this he, is what we gonna do this was real I yeah. got you know the Lord told me we gonna name real. we gonna name the child Ishmael and he's gonna be yeah, this and yeah, that, and that. Ahead, no, so now she was able to deal with the situation that she was going through. And maybe Sarah, Sarah backed off a little. And I'm thinking it was, it was probably well received because Hagar came back humble. That's right. Course, yeah. You understand? Go ahead, Ralph. Go ahead. No, no, I was just agreeing because not only that she came back humble, she came back and she had to repent. Mm. Forgive me for acting prideful. Right. Getting pregnant. Forgive me from for running away trying to break out trying to break out forgive me and receive me back so she had to repent to abraham and to sarai and and own up although she was mistreated no definitely (laughs) but she still owned up because it started off with pride you know what i'm saying and that's why i said the way the lord approached her he was approaching her like shorty you need to humble yourself right like because like you said is this mentality you was probably acting up 
you know, I'm the one, I'm the one. And then the Lord was like, yo, you Sarah's handmaid. Just the way he addressed her, like he put her in her proper position. Mm-hmm. Go back, repent, you know, submit yourself. And mm-hmm. I think that, like you said, having a real encounter mm-hmm. with Jesus, she yeah. was able to humble herself, That's right. uh, humble herself, go back. And that was respected by Abram That's right. and Sarah because they probably saw a totally different person. Yes. They was like, yo, that person that left here that was like, yo, I, I'm not, I shouldn't have to deal with this. Uh, you probably went in a fit of rage and just broke out. Right. Now you're coming back, like you said, tears in your eyes. Yo, I really saw the true and living God. This is what he told me. You giving your testimony. Mm-hmm. And they probably was like, so real where it says Abram. Named him Ishmael. That's so right. Abram took your word because right. he wasn't there. Right. You know? right. So he took your word and was like, yeah, this this was the true living God. But it was accepted by Abram and Sarah because you brought it with humility. That's and right. peep, peep what she said. She was like, the God who sees. Mm. Imagine what God revealed to her. He probably broke the whole thing down. like Just like the woman, the woman at, at the, the well. well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was like, oh. Cause she was like, "Yo, have I also have I also mm. here seen him who sees me?" Mm. So she, listen, she had the strength to go back, cause she knew whatever she was doing, whatever she was going through, good or bad, you see it. You saw it. You saw it. Right. And now she has the faith. You got me. Mm-hmm. Cause he probably broke every. Where you going? Oh, let's sit down. Let's yeah. chat. Yo. <laughs> he was like, "Oh," she was like, "Yo, you saw all of that." You saw all of oh. that. <laughs> so now she was okay to go back, humble herself, yeah. repent, like you guys said, and we're like, "Yo, this is the message." Yo, his name is Ishmael. Yeah, it's like the woman at the well. That's what she. That this was her testimony. Yo, no. come and see this person who, who told, told me, me everything, everything that, that I did. <laughs> <laughs> yo, that's it. <laughs> Yo, V. Yo. It's the same. He's the same God. God. And the crazy thing about it is like, that's what happens when you get (laughs) saved. Yeah. When you hear the gospel or you like, sometimes like, I remember the message that I heard when I got saved. It was like you said it. I was being exposed. Right. Like everything that what I was feeling when I was listening, when I was hearing the word of God, I was like, you'll be God understands. Like, that's how I felt. You know, that's how you feel when you, like, the first time you really hear the gospel or you hear the word of God, it's like, yo, dog, I'm exp- like, dog, I'm a sinner. I'm this. I'm that. Yo, I need Jesus. I need repentance. I need, because, right. like, you understand that God feels everything you're going through. Yeah. You know, like, God, like, that's why, oh, that's why Jesus died on the cross, because right. he knew. Right. Like, all the, how I messed my life up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> completely mm-hmm. and i have no chance of being righteous i have no chance of making it into heaven because i'm the worst right and when you understand that jesus christ died on the cross for that you like your daughter he understood he understood that you was going to be the worst he understood that you was going to fall short and that you could not be righteous you could not work your way into heaven so he took that. And you're like, your dog, he understood that 2,000 years ago, way before I was even born. Mm-hmm. You you understand that concept when you understand the gospel. Right. No, that's... Yeah. Same God, B. Same God. And, and really seeing, like, we saw the patience of God mm-hmm. when we kind of went through this whole Noah thing, right? And you're, you're seeing the the 
God is attentive. Like he he pays attention to everything. Mm. And we're seeing an example of it right here with this a person in society and that society who is probably, you know, insignificant. Mm. Like you have no rights, you don't you're not considered, you're a servant, right? But God sees. You know what I'm saying? And and with that she was able to go back and um uh, that relationship that family relationship it was able to be restored somewhat right you know when and you're dealing with a child an unborn child mm. right and that child is abraham's son right so imagine abraham like yo where'd she go yeah. she just ran away yo she's gonna die out there right and then she comes back right. so the pain that abraham was was going through Abraham was probably looking at Sarah like, "Yo, man, you, 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 you yo, yo, why you had to do that to her?" Right. So now you see the tension. Like, mm. there's a lot going on yeah. that we could probably just infer, and even though it's not in the scriptures, yeah. but these are real people with real emotions that go th- that were going through real problems, and yeah. we could imagine, imagine you 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 might lose a child, mm. right? And if if the point of that child being the chosen one, right? Did they know for sure? Did they right. not know? Yeah, we, they still they, weren't clear it on it. Right. All they know is like, oh, all right, this might be a good idea. Let's go with it. And then beef, right? Emotions and turmoil happens. Right. And then the whole thing explodes. Yeah. But now she comes back. Right. And she comes back with a revelation. So now they're probably thinking, oh, we got the confirmation. Yeah, right. Oh, Ishmael, and he's going to be this, and he's going to be. and all of that. Oh, yeah, right. oh, this is it. All right, let's. Reconcile. Right. And yo, this just brought the scripture to mind. Um, Hebrews 4.15 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Just the whole idea of that, he could empathize with our weaknesses. You know, how you see, like, yo, when she says, yo, there's a God who sees. So he saw all my tribulations, like what I was going through. So that's that's phenomenal. And and I mean I think that's what makes people respond to God. This these situations when people yeah. realize God sees them. You right. know, when you're going through that heartache, that pain of whatever, that storm you went through and God reveals himself to you. Like yo, I'm like you said, like you're in the middle of this and God is there with you. You know, he's in the storm with you, he's in this thing with you to the point you you, you try to run away from everybody. <laughs> and then you meet up with God. You're like, yo, I want to get away from that whole situation. I just want to run, and you run right into God. Sure. That's how it always happens. When you're trying to run away from everything, you run into God. Yeah. And, and you know, and that's a great application to talk about running away. It's like, you know, just in terms of like people use many different things to run away from God, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it be alcohol, I'm going to drown my sorrows in, yeah, in, in the bottle. You know, mm-hmm. whether it be fornication, I'm just going to keep blazing, mm-hmm. you know, and just run away from all my problems, whether it be drugs, whether it be, you know, oh, I'm going to just drown myself in work. I'm going to keep working and working and working and keep making this bread, you know, yep. um, keep making this guap. And you're just running away from problems. You're running away from God. So all these things are examples, you know, like real life examples um, that we see today that she experienced. So this is not just an ancient historical thing with modern consequences this is something that's relevant in our lives today so uh as we close in prayer 
Lord, we uh, we thank you for this time. We thank you that we could just come together and open your word, Lord. And we thank you that you're revealing yourself through your word. And you're a God who sees. Um, you see everything we're going through, Lord, good or bad. Um, Lord, and we pray that if there's anybody out there that is going through um, a turmoil, that is being um, treated wrongfully, Lord, that um, they realize that you see all those things, Lord. And I pray that they meet you um, in a real way, Lord, and you're able to build them up, Lord, and strengthen them in their faith, Lord. And if there's um, women out there that, Lord, might not be able to have kids right now, mm. Lord, even even that, you're the same God. Um, you're the giver of life, Lord. You designed the body. Uh, um, and like Ralph mentioned earlier, menopause is not over you or or any ailments in the body that is preventing um a married couple that is desiring to have a child um mm. not to have a child lord you are greater than all that lord so um if that is their prayer right now lord we could agree with it right now for you to visit that couple and bless them and bless their bodies and and um give them a child lord and we're so um, appreciative that we could have a prayer you know from where we're at over here we could pray for somebody that we don't even know and agree with their prayer mm. lord but most importantly lord we're, we're praying for those that do not know you lord as we read in um the last chapter uh, last week the gospel that was plain that um righteousness is is um the justification it's not through works, Lord. It's just through believing in you, believing in your word, believing in the work of Jesus Christ, Lord, that he came and died um, for our sins, Lord, that he took the punishment that we rightfully deserve so that we could um, spend eternity with you. And if we accept that, Lord, and we accept his life um, and give up our life, Lord, um, Lord, we will receive his righteousness and be saved so our prayer is that if somebody is listening to this uh, podcast and watching this youtube that you know they would accept jesus christ as their lord and savior and after they accept jesus christ as their lord and savior that they would hit that subscribe button so lord we thank you <laughs> we love you and it's in the name of jesus christ we pray amen amen, amen. amen.